Blog Talk Radio. He, come, he comes forward, but he's, his understanding of ring generalship and ring control is very, very am- amateurish. It's novice where I come from. Um, so he will, he will understand the difference between um, amateur and world champion. So. You fight midgets. And that's it. You knocked out three midgets and you're pumped up. Yeah. Come home with a pocket full of cash. Pocket full of cash. <laughs> I'm your host, Greg Truth. The co-host for the evening is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. We are coming to you live from the great state of Texas. And we are excited to come to you right here on Block Talk Radio. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Majority MMA. Like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And do, please do, subscribe to our feeds. You can catch us on Apple, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and all those great mediums. Uh, Let's make no hesitation. Let's get right into it. The first thing that I have to say right off the bat, Fayaz, is that I have never been more glad to be wrong than than I am right now. About what? I said on this show that Conor McGregor was going to railroad Nate Diaz, and I am 100% glad that I absolutely was incorrect because Saturday night at UFC 196, Nate Diaz dominated Conor McGregor. What are your thoughts on that? You know what, man? I uh, Nate Diaz, he didn't dominate Conor McGregor. He just eventually caught Conor McGregor, and that's oh, uh, no, no way, it, no way. That, that was Conor not McGregor a domination. Was never, he was never in that fight. Never, never are, in that fight. You, in my opinion, did, did you did you hit your head? Would, uh, what are you talking about, Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor wore himself out trying to do what Nate Diaz wants you to do, and that's just get in there and brawl with him. And he had the wrong game plan going into that fight. And he says he doesn't look at game plans. Well, maybe he needs to start because he went in there and he won the first round. But the problem is, is he won the first round and he used up every ounce of energy he had winning that first round. And then the second round, the second round, the second round it happened. He got tired. He got he got drawn into that 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 beautiful destruction that is what the Diaz brothers are all about. And that's drawing well, you he, into that brawl and putting yeah. it on you. And then when you get tired, you get caught, you get caught, you get shot on, and then you get choked out. And that is, uh, man, that fight ended in true Nate Diaz fashion. That was a great fight. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a great fight. It was a great fight. You, you kind of made my point for me, though. Conor McGregor fought Nate Diaz's fight. Nate Diaz was in control of the fight. He may have lost. I, 
if he lost the first round, I think it was because of the takedown at the end and Connor being on top. Uh, he bloodied him up a little bit, but to me, while I was watching the second round, uh, about two, three, two, two minutes maybe into the second round, to me, uh, you know, and, and you can't, I can't read guys' mind, obviously, but to me, I'm looking at Conor McGregor's face, and he has the oh, face he done. of, yeah, he has the face of, I, yeah, I, I just, he was done. I, I can't, he I can't took, beat this guy. He, yeah, he took a deep breath. He turned absolutely white. His hands started to drop, and he started taking a lot of damage. And that's when I was – I just kept saying, keep your hands up. It sort of reminded me of Anderson Silva, right? And I just kept saying, put your hands up, put your hands up. Next thing you know, he gets hit. He gets hit. He's trying to weather it. He's trying to fight, but it's just – it's too much. Let's face it, man. We've seen it over and over again. When Nate Diaz gets on a punching barrage, right, the first – the first 25 may not hurt you, but the next, but by the time he hits the punch number 75, you realize you've just been hit 60 times, and he's not tired, and you're gassed, you're tired, and then what do you do? What do you do? Because you don't want to get knocked out. You shoot, hoping that you can weather the round, and that's just the wrong place to be with Nate Diaz, who is a solid Cesar Reyes belt. Yeah, brilliant work on the ground, and I, I want to get to that in a second. Um, one of the things that uh, really impressed me, which it really shouldn't have impressed me. I mean, Nate Nate did what he does, right? I mean, he, he fought long. Yeah. He he he, like you said, he put the combinations together, uh, and and the both Nate and Nick, you know, to your point, have a way of almost lulling you into a, a, a over security right where where you're you're taking yeah. punches but you're thinking you know it's not so bad I can take them and then all of a sudden you get caught with a one two and and uh it, both Nate and Nick have the killer instinct if you if you stumble they will swarm on you whether you're standing or on or on the ground I was watching it. I was watching it at my friend's house, and uh, and we saw it when it happened, and we're like, "He's done." And we, and we saw it. We saw it. Just you know, we saw it come to fruition. It was uh, you know, you know, props to him for stepping up. He tried. You know, he got in there and he fought. But remember, it's it's what I was saying before, right? Does his power carry? into a heavier weight division. <clears throat> it's different when you're the biggest guy in the weight class. But, you know, when you're – and let's face it, at 170, at 170, if you're eating to make 168 pounds, right, and the other guy weighed in at cut weight to get to 169, you're the smallest guy in that weight class. So, I mean, it's – uh, you know, he, he hung in there strong. But at the end of the day, it was uh, – just to you know, maybe if he would have fought a little more calculated, you know, we've seen other guys, you know, move up in weight. We saw Benson Henderson beat Brandon Thatch that way. Just fought a little bit of a smarter fight. We saw Carlos Condit fight, you know, Nick Diaz and not get lulled into that brawl, but fight more of a technical fight. All the guys that have beaten those guys, they fight, they fight more, they fight technically. They don't, you know, they don't get lulled into that brawl, and he uh, he got lulled. Or oh, they wrestled. I, it, it turned. 
it tur- it turned out to be exactly what I thought it was going to be, and uh, and you know when it comes down to that, man, it's uh, it's going to come down to cardio, and when it comes down to that, the Diaz brothers well, you know, got it all. One of the things that I I I was really really I thought was excited to see was the groundwork by Nate Diaz. You know, he, he, oh, he yeah. got shot on, he sprawled, he went right to the guillotine, he was on his back, and Connor went to roll out of it, and when he did, because he was in the same position with Chad Mendez, and he was able to he roll was. out of it. Well, when he, he rolled roll out, out of it, it. Diaz immediately, Mounted immediately him. stopped him with the arm, sliced right over into Mount, and I, I mean, I know you guys knew it. Anybody who was watching the fight knew that that was definitely, definitely the end was near. And he flattened him out before he could even finish rolling over, and the yeah. choke was in. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant. It was, it was, uh, you, you know, it was, it was a brilliant finish. It was a great fight. It was a brilliant finish. Man, props to Nathan Diaz, man. That guy, that guy's that guy's tough. I mean, just, you know, what What does it say about somebody, you know, everybody, you know, he said, man, I didn't have a camp. I didn't really spar a whole lot, you know. So, you know, to him, you know, that first round is like a warm-up, you know. When that's yeah. all you do all your life, you know, you can look at the Diaz brothers like that's their education, right? Their education is basically jujitsu and MMA in boxing, it's, you know, they don't, it's not like, uh, that's all they do. It's all they know how to do. And that's all you do all the time, every day. I mean, it's, uh, you know, that's a different type of guy you're getting in the ring with. It's a completely different type of person. But you know what else? I was talking to uh, one of my good friends who is a, uh, a black belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he said, man, he said, if you notice something, and we're going to, I know we're going to get to the other fight here in a second, but if you notice something about last night, we always talk about this. We always talk about guys who don't completely round themselves out and uh, end up be, becoming one trick ponies. Yeah, yeah, that's something, you know, you've been a huge proponent of from the day one of the show. We've talked about it many times. That's exactly right. I, Nate Diaz was a reality check for Conor McGregor. Um, I, and, and, again, you know, I, I'm super excited that Nate won, okay, because everybody knows who listens to the show. I've been calling for the hype train to be stopped for six months. <laughs> but but yeah, I have to give props to Conor McGregor because not everybody will jump up to 170 at a moment's notice and they certainly right. wouldn't jump up from 145 to 170 and be willing to fight an Diaz, short notice or right. full camp. So he, he definitely deserves a lot of props and a lot of respect. And, and another thing that I was really impressed with, Fayaz, was the post-fight press conference. I felt like uh, Conor McGregor uh, was very humble in defeat and uh, very classy in defeat. He He, he could have moved right on to the next thing and went right into selling his next fight, but he didn't. He was calm, right. uh, respectful, and uh, props to that guy for doing that, doing it that way. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that was the, uh, that was the martial arts coming out of him there, right? 
you know, he always says, he's, you know, he's a he's a pure martial artist, and that's, uh, you know, that, that's what that was. Coming out of him there, he said, I got to be humble and victory. He goes, I got to be, you know, humble and victory and defeat, you know. So, you know, it's like if you, it's like when you watch, you know, when you watch Nathan Diaz fight, right, leading up to all his fights, he talks a bunch of smack. He talks a bunch of smack in the ring, okay? But if if these guys come in and they fight him, right, and they fight him and they fight him, they put on a show. Now, even if he beats him, man, I don't know if you notice, he'll always walk over to him. Oh, yeah. Lift him up, whatever they're doing. Even his brother Nick does this and says, hey, man, great, hey, good job, man, good fight. They don't, you know, they don't ever just, you know, they don't ever walk away just, I hate you or anything like that. They always say, hey, good job, you know. And, it, you yeah. know, and that's what it all is, man. They they leave it there. Love them or hate them, man. Those guys come to fight. They leave it there. And, man, that was And I uh, remember. That was awesome. I, I, re- I remember several years ago, I want to say when he fought Josh Neer, uh, and, and maybe one other time that he did it where he <laughs> – he, he defeated the guy and then said, hey, man, i got a lot of respect for you. Why don't you come down and train with us? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it's good to see, you know, because it is. It, it's selling the fight. It is a show and uh, to a degree. And, uh, you know, it's their, it's their own thoughts, their own pan, uh, personalities turned up to a 1,000. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the things that Connor said about Nate and Nick in one of those initial press conferences about, you know, making gun gang symbols with one hand and, uh, you know, balloon animals with another. You know, it's right. kind of true because those guys are, you know, jujitsu coaches. They do work with kids and they do, right. you know, train a lot of different people. So, <laughs> right. but, but, you know, but again, like you were saying, that's, that's the mixed martial artist, right? I mean, that's the, that, that, that's what it's all about. Right. Right. So or that, 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 you know, yeah. Right, that's 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 the martial arts. That's that was the martial arts coming out, and those guys are martial artists, man. They they're they're good at what they do, you know, because they get in, and they're willing to just throw down and and, and scrap like crazy. I mean, it doesn't make them bad guys. That's just it's what they do. It's who they are as people. So, I think it's uh, I think it's awesome. I think I think it was a great fight. It was fantastic, man. It was, uh, and you know that's uh, that's a lesson for Conor McGregor, right, man? Don't don't. Don't waste a lot. Don't waste it all in the first round. Train for that marathon, you know. And uh, you know him. And uh, you know. Well, I know we're going to move on to the other fight, so I'll just wait before I say anything else. Yeah, yeah. I I I want to get. I want to. Uh, we we want to talk about too. Maybe what might be next uh, for for these guys. But I think we might try to hit that at the end of the show because we want to. We definitely want to talk about Misha Tate and Holly Holm. But I want to give out the number real quick. If you're listening live, you want to give us a call and let us know uh, what you thought about the fight, 929-477-1077. Give us a call. But, uh, of course, the co-main event was Holly Holm defending the UFC Bantamweight Women's Championship against Misha Tate, uh, a fight that I thought Holly Holm could control on her feet, and for the most part she did. It was just the times that it went to the ground, and when it counted, uh, Misha Tate took advantage and ends up putting Holly home to sleep and walking out with that bantamweight title. Man, what did you make of that fight? Man, I loved that fight too. 
I loved every bit of that fight, man. That fight was, you know, you know, Misha came out. She looked like she had a great game plan. Her stand-up, you know, you could tell it didn't match Holly's, but then uh, she didn't go in with that mentality to say, hey, I'm just going to go in and strike with her. She she put all her tools together yesterday. And it was, a you know, and with Misha, it's a different type of takedown, right? You know, Holly, uh, yeah. you know, Rana has to get in there and get, get hip to hip. Misha's a wrestler. All she needs is a leg. All she needs is to shoot, right? And that, that worked for her. But one thing I noticed, right, the, you, the heart that Misha t- displayed, you're down 3-1 in rounds, right? You're going, the only way you can win is to submit or knock out. And she latches on like a spider monkey. And to me, I think if Holly Holm wouldn't have rolled, Maybe she would have had a chance. We don't know, but it doesn't really matter. She dumped her. Misha stuck to her. And then uh, we got to see Holly Holm literally go to sleep throwing punches. It was uh, – that that was spectacular, man. And uh, I, I enjoyed every bit of that. Yeah, to your point, you echo exactly what I was going to say because we don't see a lot of fighters go for broke at the end of a fight. I mean, Misha Tate was going to lose that fight even if she won the fifth round. She had to finish that fight. And she came out in the fifth round looking to finish the fight. A lot of fighters won't do that for whatever reason, whether it's a mental issue or, you know, or or just at that point in the fight, I'm a tired issue, you know, cardio or whatever. We don't see that a lot. And Misha Tate did that. She fought that last round like it was the last round of her life, and it paid off. And you're right. We don't get to. We don't see that a lot. We don't see. We don't see guys or girls a lot of the time go for broke in that last round. You know, that's uh, that's what makes a true champion, man. You know, a good friend of mine. He predicted that. He said, "Man, I predict Misha by submission, uh, Connor by knockout." That went the other way. <laughs> he didn't get the McGregor fight, but he got he got the Misha fight. He goes, man, I just think he's she's gonna beat her. She had a better game plan. She used good angles, and uh, but and I'm gonna I'm I'm going to uh, quote a good uh, a good friend of mine, the same one who's a black belt Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. There was one big winner last night. This is for all the one-trick ponies. There's, there was one big winner last night. Do we know who that winner was? Uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't guess off the top of my head. I don't know where you're going. Jiu-Jitsu oh, was yeah. the one big winner last night. Last night, two people were exposed as to just not being completely well-rounded, right? Not wor- looking like they ever worked from a bad position. You know, not being able to offer anything, you know, besides, you know, it's, it's, uh, after a while, you know, even if you get taken down, even if you're able to stand up after a while, or even just defend after a while, sooner or later, you're going to get caught. It's like getting punched a thousand times, right? If you just Mm -hmm. block and nothing comes back at you, sooner or later, you're going to get hit. Well, guess what? That's uh, 
same thing. Same thing with jujitsu. You can defend, 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 but that's where those guys want you, and eventually they'll get you. And that's, uh, that's, you know, that just stays true to what we always say, right? You can't just be a pure striker. You have to be able to do everything to stay on top. Yeah, and and, and or or questions. I'll go back. To, I can even say you can't just be a pure grappler either. You have to be able to do right. everything to stay on top. Right. Yeah, and 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 without question, and that's and, and as a matter of fact, that's something that we both talked about and agreed on. And that was Misha Tate being the more well-rounded fighter, uh, yeah. and and it paid off for her. Um, you know, Holly said something in the post-fight press conference. She said that she got too complacent with the position that Misha had on her, and you know, she she didn't go for her hands quick enough, and felt like because she fought out of it in that second round that she would be able to get out of it and eventually she fell asleep. I didn't feel like she panicked. <laughs> I think, I mean, did you? I I, I don't know. Who? Holly? Uh, Holly. I don't, I don't think she panicked either. She looked like she was fine. Um, she looked like she was fine. I think I, I feel like it was right on, it was under her neck when they were still in the standing, in that standing point. And Misha had one hook in. And when she rolled, you know, any good grappler, if they've got one hook in and you're trying to throw them over your back and they've already got your neck, they're not letting go, right? They're not letting go unless you just drop them on their head somehow, some way. They're not going to let go. But she rolled right with her and just came up. And, I mean, it was just, man, it was the prettiest. It was one of the prettiest submissions I've ever seen, you know. And it was even cool to watch Holly Holm throw punches till she passed out. You know yeah. that's uh, that. You know, you know that is to me that's fighting spirit, man. Rather than tap, right? She'd already she she was already pretty much out and was still throwing punches, throwing air punches. You know, as if to say, I'd rather die than quit. That's uh, that. I mean, that was just that was just a great fight. I think that one. You know that one had a little more display of heart for me. I thought I thought I thought that was an awesome fight. Yeah, I do too. I think I think it was a great fight. Both both ladies fought very oh, very yeah. well. Um, so basically, looking back at UFC 196, it's almost like the MMA world kind of got turned upside down in under an hour. Right, I mean, yeah. Conor McGregor wins, and he's on his way to UFC 200, probably to fight Robbie Lawler. Misha, uh, or excuse me, Holly Holm wins. Uh, she's on her way to vacation, and then a fight against Ronda Rousey in November. Uh, all yeah. of that obviously is off the table now. So, where do these four fighters go now? What does the UFC do with the Nate Diaz who? I don't even think they had ranked in the top ten in lightweight or welterweight. I mean, what yeah. what do you do with the, with this guy now? Man, I uh, yeah. I mean, you got you you, you got to give that guy big fights, man. You know, maybe he's going to start taking a little bit more seriously, and you know, maybe you can put him at the top, man. 
Maybe you give that guy Tony Ferguson, right? Or But I know Tony Ferguson's got a fight coming up. So he's probably going to get a title shot here pretty soon. But, uh, you know, I don't think they hadn't even set up UFC 200 because they wanted to see what was going to happen tonight, uh, last right. night. I mean, he said that over and over. He even said that at the, uh, you know, the presser where they announced all the upcoming fights. And uh, that, uh, you know, you, we already know where it's going to go. I don't think Holly probably doesn't get her. I don't think she gets a rematch. Um, I could see Ronda saying, hey, I beat this girl twice. I should throw my name back in the hat for this. But you know who I'd rather get that fight? I'd like to see Amanda Nunez get that fight. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I think I think the best course, in, she does, in my she opinion, deserves it. Yeah, is to go Misha and Nunes or Nunez. Yeah. And then you go Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey again. Both coming yeah. off losses. I think that fight makes sense. Yeah. And then whoever How wins that one, it's a yeah. Yeah. Dana White has already came out and said uh, Ronda Rousey is getting the shot against Misha Tate. So he did. He did. Yeah. You know, everybody was like, "What's Ronda gonna do? What's Ronda gonna do?" And then as soon as Misha won last night, we were all joking about it. Well, Ronda's gonna be the first one to go. Hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I can probably beat her. <laughs> and just very, cause very she funny. does that. You know what? Just because she did that, right? Oh yeah, that's a fight I'll take. Yeah, I don't want to fight Holly right away. Oh, Misha's back. Oh yeah, let me fight Misha. Right? I don't know if maybe she thinks that's the easier fight. I don't know, but I will say that if she comes back, man, I hope Misha beats her this time. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta believe Misha going. You gotta in. believe Misha Tate's gotten better. I mean, she and the confidence level will be at an all-time time. high. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think there's a way for that to happen, and uh, I think Misha Tate can do it. Man, I think she can beat her this time. So if that's the fight, I think she, I think she can beat her for sure. So I want to stand corrected. Nate Diaz is ranked number five in the lightweight division. Okay. Seems like I looked at it at one point and he was outside of the top ten. That might have been at welterweight is what I what I might have been thinking of. But uh, yeah. in terms of Conor McGregor, I think the only option for him at this point, and he did say that he, he, he wants to fight at UFC 200, um, the only option for him is – defending to that 145-pound belt, and probably against Jose Aldo. That's that's going to be my guess. You think so? I think so. I, I think Frankie has a, a – he's still dealing with the uh, growing injury, though I think he's probably the one that should get that fight. Uh, I, I think Jose's probably going to end up getting it. God bless me. I don't want Jose to get that. I just I don't want to see that fight again. I want I'd rather Frankie Edgar get I'd rather Frankie Edgar get better. I mean UFC two hundred's a ways away. Surely he'll be better by then. It's possible. It, it, I, you know, I, I don't know, it's possible. I think Conor McGregor might be angling for Jose Aldo and apparently he gets to pick his opponents. So uh but you know, we'll we'll see. I, I'm with you though. I, I would much rather He's, see Frankie get that Connor's, fight. Con Connor's probably thinking money fight. 
you know, maybe yeah. maybe a Jose rematch is, you know, oh, what maybe what more fans want to see because, you know, Aldo, Aldo reigned for a long time. He's got a lot of fans, so that, that might be the situation there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, that, that featherweight division, you know, and it's only right, and this is something that I talked about before, you know, McGregor didn't even defend the belt one time. And right. there is a line of guys out the door that he hasn't even fought that are in that top top six or eight. So, yeah, you know he he's got he's got a a, a a steeper mountain ahead of him than I think people give credit for, just because he knocked he out Aldo in, in in thirteen seconds and he knocked out Chad Mendes. I mean, he right. can't take anything away from Edgar and Max Holloway, Ricardo Lamas, Cub Swanson, Charles Oliveira, Dennis Bermudez. I mean, you know, some of those guys are fringe guys, but they're tough outs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if he goes down and defends a little bit, I think, I think it's all good, man. All right. That's it. We're going to do it. We'll see you next Friday. We're done.